Welcome to Ship We Do For Love, the podcast where we delve deep into the gap between our human need for love and connection and our secret belief that we're not really good enough to be loved and all the weird that ensues. I'm your host, Wendy Windle. This podcast is sponsored by my guide to getting you back time for you. Head to wendywindle.com, there's a link in the show notes, and get your free copy of five ways to create boundaries that give you back time for you. Because never having enough time for ourselves is just more shit we do for love. Hello, the Love Your Bloody Self coach here, Wendy Windle, talking about how to expand into wealth. So the shit we do for love we're covering in this episode is believing in the lie that our wealth lies outside of ourselves, which keeps us trapped in a paradigm of always having to earn our wealth one day when we're worthy through hard work. Love, let's talk about money. Now, why are we talking about wealth and money on a self-love podcast? Surely this doesn't make sense. But the way we think and feel about money can show us so much about how we've been taught to think and feel about ourselves. Remember Tara Winters on the previous episode taught us how revealing it can be when someone offers to buy you a cup of coffee? Does that make you feel loved and cared for? Or do you immediately start plotting ways to pay them back? I might be guilty of that one. How we feel about money can show us if we feel worthy, deserving, or too greedy, too ambitious, or maybe we're not allowed to earn as much as we'd like to for fear of upsetting people in our lives. Learning to be okay with having wealth is a huge part of learning to love and accept our own needs and desires. So in this podcast, I'm going to share with you hopefully a new way to think about money and three easy steps to welcome more wealth into your life. And yes, I'm talking about your bank account. Often when we think about wealth, we do think about money and stuff. And that's no mistake. We've been constantly marketed to since the 1950s with one strong ass message. If you get this thing or get the money to get this thing, you will be happy, sexy, popular, connected and free. We're also told that in order to get the money to have the things that will make us happy, sexy and free, we have to work very hard. And if you grew up in a house like mine, you might have got some mixed messages about that, that it's great to work hard, to push yourself forward and move forward in life. But rich people are kind of assholes. So you want the stuff, the money, because you want to feel all the good things, but you don't want to be an asshole. And you're probably working yourself into anxiety already. You're probably already in burnout. So how the hell are you supposed to work more? But we keep going because the promise is, don't worry about the anxiety, the missed time with your family, the crushing schedule, or the fact that you're tired all the time, because one day you will have worked hard enough to have the thing, and then you will feel great. Trying to earn enough to have the things we've been told to make will make us feel a certain way. It's just more shit we do for love. We're going to pull the plug on the whole shebang because it's a lie. I'm sure you've had the experience of working hard to get the thing that was supposed to change your life. A handbag, 
a holiday, a new house maybe. And you know what? That might have worked for a while. You got that dopamine hit. You relaxed for three days reading trashy novels on the beach. Bronze Horseman, anyone? Highly recommend. Or you've up-leveled into your new house. Yay you. But give it a minute and what happens? The bag kind of loses its thrill, right? And you start looking at the new season's bag or two days back from the holiday, catching up on all the work you missed while you were away. You're wondering if it was even worth it to take a holiday or your lovely new house comes with lovely new bills and your old, old furniture doesn't suit any of the rooms and everyone on the street seems to drive a better car than you so you need to up level even more so round and round this merry-go-round we go work hard to get the thing that's supposed to make a difference get it feel good feel those feelings ebb away work harder to get the next thing that's supposed to make us feel amazing. Try not to get crushed from anxiety and overwhelm along the way. That's not wealth. That's a trap, love. The way to get out of the trap is to take away the condition that you have to have the thing or the money before you're allowed to feel the way you want to feel and feel that way right now. There is nothing more radical, more revolutionary, more stick it to the man, more break the patriarchy than allowing yourself to feel wealthy right now. Now, don't worry. I know some of you are listening to this and thinking, but Wendy, I want the stuff too. You can have the stuff. I love the stuff. But when you're already wealthy, the stuff is the cherry on top. It's a reflection of how you're already feeling. And if you already feel wealthy, I promise you, you will attract more wealth. And I'm not being flowery. I mean actual money. I'm going to go through three steps now to help you expand into your wealth. And they're free, so play along. Number one, practice gratitude. Now, I can hear the, no, not this. Look, I know, I know. It seems like a cliche, an overused concept. Everyone's telling you practice gratitude, but there's lots of reasons why. First of all, I acknowledge some of us can have a weird relationship with gratitude. Maybe like me, you were forced to write thank you letters for gifts that you didn't really want. Sometimes we feel icky about this practice because when things are going really badly, it's hard to find things to be grateful for. It doesn't feel natural. In fact, in some way, it feels a bit rude to count your blessings when you've just had really bad news about a family member or lost a huge client. It can feel a bit irresponsible. But that's the point. Gratitude is a practice. And anytime something is a practice, it means you're not supposed to get it right or be perfect at it. You're supposed to just have a go. Practicing gratitude has been proven to increase our physical and mental health, give us better sleep, better relationships, more willpower and greater self-esteem. And I don't know about you, love, but everything on that list sounds like wealth to me, true wealth. 
Some people worry that if we're grateful for what we have now, it's a bit like saying to the universe, oh, I'm good. I don't want any more than this. Like if I'm grateful for this tiny house I'm squeezed into, I'll never get to live in my dream home. Or if I'm grateful for this crappy job, I'll never be motivated to start my own business. But the universe doesn't work like that. And deep down, you know it. If you do something for someone, let's say a favor, let's say make them a sandwich and they are grateful for it and say thank you, doesn't it make you want to give them more and keep making them sandwiches? But if you do someone a favor and you get no thanks and they don't appreciate it and chuck your sandwich in the bin, doesn't it cut off your generosity towards them? Like no more sandwiches for you, friend. And the universe is made from the same stardust as you. Gratitude opens the doors for more to come to you. Psychologist Dr. Barbara Fredrickson introduced to us the theory of broaden and build, which means that positive emotions are the starting point of learning, growth, and high performance. In other words, if you're in a state of gratitude, you have a more open mind to spot opportunities and be more flexible and creative in your thinking. Have you ever noticed that your best ideas come when you're out for a walk or having a shower or doing something that you really love? That's because you're in a relaxed and positive state. Worrying about what you don't have or stressing over money is a surefire way to close down your thinking. And then you're lacked in the same habitual grooves, even if those grooves or habitual behaviors have not brought you financial success. Gratitude will get you out of that rut and coming up with fresh ideas. All businesses require fresh ideas to stay healthy. And if you work for somebody else and want to get noticed and therefore promoted, well, as my business partner and I often say, you can't train initiative, but gratitude will get you thinking outside of the box. The easiest gratitude practice that I've found has always been to jot down three things that I'm grateful for right now. It could be simple, the sun on my face, how cute my cat is, Getting a lovely email from a podcast listener, hint, hint, wendy at wendywindle.com. I just jot down three things and then I let myself feel. I simply say to myself, I am grateful and allow myself to feel it. Even if it's a tiny little ray of light inside a dark day, I let myself feel just this little tiny bit of gratitude. It's not always jumping up and down excited. I'm a six-year-old going to Disney vibes. Sometimes it's just small, quiet appreciation. But that makes all the difference. So what can you appreciate today, right now in this moment, just for one breath? Just allowing yourself to hit the pause button, take a deep breath in and just let yourself feel grateful or appreciative of one small thing in your life. Gratitude practice can be that simple and it doesn't mean that you're not going to take action or that you don't care about people who are going through a hard time or that you're not going to take responsibility if you yourself are going through a hard time, but it puts you into that build mode of mind where you'll be more creative, more open to see opportunities and able to capitalize on what you already have. Number two, we're going to stay with feelings. 
because remember we're talking about here the condition of the modern world is that you have to have a thing in order to feel a certain way so what is that feeling that you believe you will experience if you have whatever you're working so hard for? What's the feeling really that's the motivation behind getting the money, the promotion, the thing? What is it? Is it peace, love, joy? If you want to experience something, I bet you you've already had a taste of it, right? So that experience lives inside of you. So for a couple of breaths a day, let yourself feel it. Breathe in and feel into the love that already exists inside you. It doesn't need to be attached to a person or a memory or a thing. Just breathe in and then breathe out, allowing yourself to be bold enough to experience love for no reason. Experiment with different feelings, whatever you want. Breathe in and feel excited for no reason. Excitement lives inside of you. It doesn't, it can be triggered by an outside event, but you can trigger it just by putting your attention on excitement. Take a deep breath in and feel the peace that already lives inside of you. No matter what's going on in your day or where you are when you're listening to this podcast, you might have chaos all around you. But deep down underneath the chaos in our lives, there's always a little touchstone of peace. Some days it's tiny. Some days we only feel it for like half a breath before the mind kicks off again with our to-do list and what we should be doing. But breathing in and feeling just that little scrap of peace, that's revolutionary. And you might only catch a whiff of it, just a shadow of a possibility and not the full immersive 3D experience that you want. But with time and practice, you'll be able to call up these feelings, these experiences that we've been told we're only allowed to have after we make a purchase or reach a certain level. Have the feeling and then make the purchase. That's wealth. If you're enjoying this episode, be sure to come and join the Love Your Bloody Self Club, where I go deeper into manifesting and wealth practices and feeling great right here, right now for no bloody good reason, without, by the way, a shady MLM in sight. Go to wendywindle.com forward slash love club. That's forward slash love club to find out more. Number three, and now we lean in. Allow yourself to see all the places in your life where you already experience what it is that you want. If it's love, perhaps you have a loving friend or, I don't know, a favorite auntie. When is the last time you called them just to connect? Maybe you feel really free when you let yourself go for a walk just for walk-in's sake. Or allow yourself to dabble with the paintbrushes rather than watch TV one night a week. If you want peace, what brings you just a moment of quiet in the day? Maybe it's eating your lunch outside. Is it listening to a podcast alone in your bedroom? How can you purposefully build more moments of peace into your day right now? If you are after that feeling of abundance or luxury, 
What do you already own that feels that way? Are you wearing those clothes, using that special scent? Are you writing on that lovely paper, appreciating the things that we already have and using them with the intention to have more is a magic spell. Make it a daily ritual to allow yourself to feel the things you want to feel now and use, appreciate, and make the most of the people and the things that you already have. Money will come and go, but wealth is something that you can build as a foundation to your life. So what is wealth to you? What is the feeling that you want to have? When you allow yourself to be grateful for it, feel it and lean into it right now, you will attract more of it and be in the state of mind to create more wealth. These practices will make a difference to how you feel and to your bank balance. So why not give them a go? I bloody love you.